And this is what the Lord says. I will cause all my goodness to pass in front of you, and I will proclaim my name, the Lord, in your presence. I'll have mercy on whom I will have mercy, and I'll have compassion on whom I will have compassion. What does this mean to me? Moses is saying, Lord, show me your glory. Show me your glory. He's meeting with him. And what God says to him is, I will show you my goodness. And what I believe that means is that goodness is God's glory. And I've never thought of it that way. But when you look at the story of Moses, that's what God's saying. My goodness will go before you. So when we do good things for people, whatever that looks like, coming alongside someone, helping someone, we know the story from Scripture, the good Samaritan who helped out. When we do those things, it's flowing out, flowing out of us and it's showing God's glory. And that is the difference between someone who doesn't know the Lord who's doing good things. When we as followers of Jesus do good things for others, it's giving him glory. So to go to this passage we're in, to go to John 15, why I wanted to go here is because the only way we're going to be able to show God's glory is if we are in relationship with the God of glory. That is the important thing. If you want to live the Jesus life, you better have your life in line with Jesus. You need to be spending time. You need to be in relationship with him. Connection to the vine is what brings forth the fruit. So if we want the fruit to show, we need to be in connection with our Father. And this passage has a few words I want to touch on here. Grace, you want to just put it up here? Yeah. The word abide, it means to, to dwell in. It means to remain, to get our power from relationship with Christ. When we are spending time with him, the power comes from that connection. When the words of Jesus abide in a power in our heart and mind, then the fruit of the Spirit will come forth in our life. That's how it comes forth. See, because it says he is the true vine. His father is the vine dresser, the one who is in charge, the, the gardener, you could almost say. And so, if we need to show these things, we need to be in connection with the Lord through his word, through prayer. When the hard times come, we need to be clinging to the Father. And that is how these things will pull forth in our life. And then when we do that, that is bearing the fruit because that is a result of obedience to the Lord. Fellowship and communion with each other, that's what we're doing here this morning as part of our service. So how can we bear fruit? It only comes forth by the power of the Spirit. And I hope that's been clear in our whole series. The fruit of the Spirit is only by the power of the Spirit. We can't bring forth these things ourselves. It's only by the working of the Spirit in our lives. And then the idea of, of, being, of being pruned. Pruning can be painful. When the Lord works in our life, there can be areas where we're immature, or we need to be growing more. 
And the vine dresser comes and he prunes and he cuts off parts and, in the hope that it will bear more fruit. That's why the Lord prunes us in those times. He wants us to grow more fruit. Now I have an image here. I don't know if you have the, the branches there, Grace. So this is, this is uh, right behind our back fence. So Rod Appleby came by and cut off some, some branches for us that were dead. And I just thought the image was great. I want to go back there and just take a picture. And they're, they're just lying on, on the ground, as this passage says. If you don't remain in me, he's thrown away like branch and withers. The branches are gathered, thrown into the fire. I don't know if these are going to get thrown in the fire rod or what, but the garbage pit. But it's an image that if we don't remain in him, if we're not connected to the source, then we don't have life. The spirit is what brings forth life. And then a picture there of a tree that actually shows like what this can look like when we live this out. We grow. We, we are, people, people see God's glory in it. He is the vine dresser. He does the pruning. And these are some of his last words to his disciples as well to remember, remain in me. Abide in me and I will bring forth So in a world that we see a lot, of, a lot of evil and a lot of things that are going on which seem dark, he still calls us to be good in this. And so the challenge is, how do we do that? And I think that's why I want us to point to this whole passage. Remain in him. Abide in him. Spend time in the word daily. Communicating with him in prayer, worshiping him, encouraging others, living a life that is in step with him. Because when we try to do it on our own, it's just not good, right? We all have probably been there times where we try to do it on our own. And whatever it is, when, when struggles come and we try to devise our own plans and our own ways of doing things, it usually ends up, always ends up in some sort of disaster or destruction, and so the Lord is calling us to, to be in him and, and reminding as well that every branch that doesn't bear fruit, he takes away because we can bear bad fruit as well. A good tree bears good fruit. A bad tree bears bad fruit. And so this word for us is Remain connected to him. And as we think about the Lord, he is so good. So good that he came into our world, gave his life up for us, even when we were sinners. Even when we were messed up, sinful, broken people, he took the cross for us. Because he is good. And we want to remember that at all times, in all circumstances. We only have life because of his sacrifice on the cross. And I entitled this sermon, The Good Life. You look at celebrities and you see in that world of movie stars and music stars and YouTube stars nowadays, and they say they're living that good life. And what does that mean? Money? which gives them possessions, connections, 
their name out there, their face on screens? Is that the good life? Because we know that there's all sorts of struggles that are happening behind closed doors. We see these marriages falling apart. Those possessions, they can't take with them. Right? And so they say, this world will say, that is the good life. Get things, get your name out there, be about yourself, and then you're living that good life. And I want to tell you today that that is not the good life. The good life is remaining in him. The good life is loving others. It is pouring forth the things that he's brought, building and growing in us. The good life is life with Jesus. That's the only good life. And not only is it a good life here, but after this life, how good is that going to be? In eternity with the one who is forever good. So don't let this world tell you and get you caught up in trying to follow what they say is good because only he is good. And he has given us the opportunity to show that goodness even though we mess up. We mess up all the time. But he still loves us. He still forgives us. So maybe take some time this week and just read through this passage again. Think about your own life. Are you abiding in him right now? Are you trying to grow in these things? Do you feel like you aren't good today? That's okay. Because he is good. And you can come to him. And you can confess your sins. And you can talk to God like we talk to one another. I always think of the marriage relationship as an example. Christ says he loves the church like his bride. He's given us, those of us who are married, the example in marriage of relationship. Sue and I have relationship because we talk to each other. And we know each other. And we spend time with one another. And we encourage one another. If I never talk to Sue or I didn't spend time with Sue or pour in to Sue and her and to me, then we don't have a good relationship. And I know this is coming back to some basics of faith, but relationship with Jesus means just that. It is a relationship. It is talking to him. It is in the times where it's the hardest saying, God, I need your help right now and I don't know what to do. And I just made this decision and it was bad. Or I just said this thing to my wife or to my kids, please forgive me. Or God, I don't even know where you are right now. See, God wants us to be real with him. He's our father. I pray my kids will know they can talk to me about anything. That they never feel like as they grow up that they can't come to me and sue and ask us for advice or ask us for wisdom or forgiveness, whatever it may be. That's what I pray. And we have a heavenly father who wants the same from us. All of us here are his children. He wants us to come to him with the real, with the raw, in praises and in tribulation. And when we do that, we get a closeness to him. And the more close to him we get, the more the fruit can grow the more the fruit can then go forth, the more we have impact in people's lives, the more we are joyful, the more we actually are living the good life that God has called us to. So what is goodness? Goodness is God. 
goodness is God. And he wants to flow through us, through the Holy Spirit's working, to bring that goodness forth. That is what is truly good. Amen.